Hey guys, welcome to the Swish Water Lads Super Rugby Preview Podcast Round 3. Absolute mouthful, but stoked to have Swish on board to partner with Water Lad for the preview shows as well as the regular Water Lad episodes. But if you're sick of not being able to get to the games at the moment, I know it sucks for all the fans out there, but you still have an opportunity to get up close and personal with some of your favourite sports stars with a Swish video message. And I know my co-host, Tom Marshall, will be hanging out for a big video message from his favourite man, Reese Hodge. What do you reckon, Tommy? Oh, Hodgie. Um, mate, the only video I want to see from Hodgie is an apology. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last two rounds have been pretty tough for the, the fantasy rugby points. Yellow card and a red card in the weekend. Absolute disaster for the guys who followed you and sticking with him. Honestly, mate, it could not have gone any worse. Um, you'd be better off not having a player in your team over the last two weeks. I think he's he's totaled minus eight points, which is literally the worst score in the whole competition, and I've tipped him out to be a good thing. So, oh, honestly, uh, all I can say is sorry. <laughs> but to be fair, other than your uh, Hodgie prediction, I was going back through the um, first few episodes, and, mate, we've been on absolute fire with our predictions. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's a few who have been all right. I was... I was bloody happy to see Lonergan barge over from the five-meter mall, first try of the game. You called it. Um, mm. So that was a decent shout. Not quite the hat-trick or, or the lad of the week that I was hoping for, but um, no, still uh, the, the left nut safe. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did want to touch on was Foresight Bar Stadium, mate. How good is this stadium as a rugby venue? All the games, all the Kiwi games have been absolute spectacles great games um, fast flowing entertaining to watch and i don't think i've seen a bad game on that stadium so mate it's such a good rugby stadium eh? yeah it's awesome um you know what it's like you've played there myself as well like perfect conditions guaranteed and it's got got a bit of a special feel feeling to it as well Mm. um obviously it's not ideal with with no crowds it's probably a little bit airy but um you know what what it does give you is guarantees perfect rugby conditions and that comes through in the style of play like teams they, they grow an extra leg when they they play out there you know there's always a little bit more razzle and it's it's always entertaining to watch and mm. it makes you wonder why there isn't more of these stadiums throughout the world yeah 100 percent. and the one that's going to be built in christchurch is going to be awesome for the crusaders as well that stadium looks pretty cool as well yeah, hundred percent. That'll be that'll be awesome for the Crusaders region and for New Zealand rugby as well. Sure, but the first game was the Highlanders versus Crusaders. You you pretty much wrote off the Highlanders for this one, but I remember saying it was going to be close for most of it, and Crusaders would blow away, which was pretty much what happened. Yeah, I think I said the Crusaders would win by twenty plus. Um, you messaged me after about ten minutes, <laughs> rubbing it in. The Highlanders got off to an absolute flyer, yeah. and fair play to them. They look they look really classy in that that first half and I don't know I think they probably just run out a little bit of steam um Crusaders had some big plays you know they went back to their set piece and they got a scrum pen at a crucial stage of the game and like I said that's where they get a lot of their momentum from and they probably ended up being a little bit too clinical but um certainly the Hollanders put up a a decent fight Mm. and the other game the Waratahs Reds this was one I didn't quite get right I I called the Reds, but I thought it was going to be high scoring, which was probably affected by the pissing down rain that they had over there. It wasn't a great night for footy, but um, the Reds did sneak away with a win, but um, Waratahs would be pretty happy with the way they played, I thought. Yeah, no, it was looked like awful conditions. Um, mm. 
but um, it was it was pretty close, pretty close game. And yeah, Waratahs definitely. You know, the more I look at them, the more I like them. I think they, I think they'll sneak into the the quarterfinals at the end of the competition. Yeah, I agree with that. I've been pretty impressed with them as well. Um, other game was Brumbies versus Drua. We both called a thirty point victory to the Brumbies, and we were both bang on in this one. Another tough week for the Drua. Yeah, yeah, no, that kind of shaped up how, how we thought it would. Um, Brumbies just a little bit, little bit too good. Um, strong set piece and strong defensive side was always going to be a tough ask from the Drua, but um, it was nice to see the Drua get a, a couple of line breaks and. When they did, it was it was pretty resley. <laughs> and the the game of the round potentially hard to beat is the game of the year, for, especially for Canes fans. Blues versus the Hurricanes. That was one of the great games. Honestly, that was unbelievable. I unfortunately I couldn't watch it live as I had a game over here, um, but I came home and and watched the replay. And the whole time I was watching it, particularly like the last twenty minutes, yeah. I was like how the hell do they win this? And then it got to like five minutes ago and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> it was just uh, one of the most amazing comebacks you'll ever see. And and for the Blues, it, it was one of the biggest capitulations. Like It was like, poor old Ranks. I don't think he has any hair left. <laughs> you got live footage of him yanking it out. <laughs> His headphones are broken anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was crazy. Um, but no, I thought the, I thought the Hurricanes were showed so much belief to win that game um and you know that's it takes a good team to do that and i think you, you can't underestimate the amount of momentum that they'll get from that one and it's their bench hey their bench has been massive the last two weeks they they've been coming on about the 20 minute mark and completely changing the game like Braden yossi um, man he's one of my favorite players at the moment still struggling to find how he's not starting but mate what he's doing off that bench is just unbelievable for that side yeah, no, that, it's a it's a big part of it, eh? Like you see the good teams, and they they have a good bench that's coming on. And what you can see in the Kane side is there's genuine competition for starting spots. Um, as you saw, Ruben Love dropped to the bench last week against the Canes, and when he came on, I definitely thought he made a bit of a difference. And um, it just goes to show you the depth that they have in their squad at the moment. Hundred percent. And I know I was saying thought it was sort of a fifty fifty game at the start of the week and the three dollars thirty on offer was pretty juicy for Kane's backers, but I think they got out to thirty eight dollars by all accounts in the last sort of ten minutes, which is crazy money. No, I thought they would have been more than that with five minutes to go. They just never looked like a chance. So, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And the last game we had was um the Rebels versus the Force. Um we both tipped the force at the start of the week. Um they were pretty impressive again, eh? Yeah, no, the, the Force have been a little bit of a surprise packet for me this season so far. Um, only two rounds in, but um, they won that game pretty comfortably. Again, watching it, um, I think it probably a turning point of the game where the Rebels lost a lot of momentum was Hodgie's first yellow card. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when I was, you know, I think I might have switched the, the TV off then, actually. But um, he obviously... Went on to get another yellow card when when the game was all done and dusted. But um, in the same breath, I was pretty disappointed with the Rebels. So I think I think they're going to struggle this weekend, and yeah. I'm sure we'll touch on it soon. But they got they got the drawer, which will uh, be a little bit more interesting than I think most people think. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And the last thing I did want to review um, was RTS. I know a lot of people are talking about him. Roger Tuivasa Sheik. The whole first half of the commentary. It felt like I was on player cam. It was that much chat around him, but for good reason because he is 
doing the switch and there is a lot of hype around it. I'd love to see more players do the switch between rugby and league. So it is a pretty cool thing and I would like to get your thoughts on how you thought he went. Yeah, how good is it? Firstly, to have someone of that quality, um, you know, really back himself to make the switch. It's not an easy one, I don't think. Um, And overall, I think he had a pretty solid debut. Mm. Um, He's definitely got a lot of improvement to do around the ruck time. Um, I, I don't know if I saw him hit a had a breakdown effectively, um, which is which is fair enough. You know, it's not it's not an instinctive thing to do, and I think he tried to do a quick play of the ball at one stage as well. So there's obviously a lot lot going on and a lot of habits that you get from playing in the NRL for for a good decade. So mm. um, well, I'm not sure if his best position is 12 moving forward. I think I'd like to see him in the back three. I think he'd be a great fullback off a kick return. You know, like his ability to beat the first defender is second to none. Like his step is so quick and so explosive um, that I think that a little bit more space and a little bit less uh, less collisions will be good for him. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think we sort of nailed it at the start. It didn't really prove anything to me. I knew he was going to be unreal on attack, which he was. His late footwork, his offload game was strong. It was the little intricacies of the game, the breakdown. He didn't look comfortable cleaning when he had to. And, yeah, a few little things. He was pretty passive on D and got caught out on that last play. So there's definitely some improvements, but um, there's enough class there to know that he's going to have a successful rugby transition. But how far that goes will be, I guess, how quickly he picks all that up. But going into the preview for this week's round, we have a very, very special guest with us today. He is the host of one of the great podcasts in New Zealand. It is the great Sealy from Sealy Talk Sport. Welcome, horse. Hey, cheers for having me, lads. Two sharp-looking roosters. It's a real privilege to be in the mixer. Mate, what did you make of Roger's performance? I know you're a keen Warriors fan. You would have been following this kid since he was about three. Yeah, to be fair, if he's not in a Warriors jersey, a Blues jersey's the next best option. And you mentioned didn't hit rucks effectively. I've been battling away at club footy for about 30 years. I don't think I've hit one either. So, like, plenty of work-ons for him. I was pretty impressed, though. Strong ball runner. Um, I think the legs fell out from under him at towards the end there, and old Balin exposed him a bit for that last try. But shit, for a first hit out, I think it's pretty promising signs. And Chuck Bodie and Enrico there in the mixer together, the three of them, I think it'll be pretty promising. So exciting stuff. Is your breakdown work what costs you going to higher honours? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. That and just uh, my... <laughs> I love for steaming up post-games, bit of a culture man, which is always great in the environment, but yeah, the, the fitness probably isn't where it should be, but hey. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm looking forward to getting into your thoughts into this preview as well. I know you you can pick a winner, so um, our fans are in for a great shout here. Um, first game we've got a preview is Moana Pacifica, um, first game back from some COVID incidents, but um, they're up against the Crusaders. Not the strongest Crusaders squad of all time, but they've definitely used the rotation this week. What are you guys going in this game? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty tough ask for the Moana Pacifica first up. Um, I see the Crusaders have made a few changes, which is good. Like it's it's awesome for the competition. It's nice for the Crusaders to be able to do that. Um, but I think they'll be too tough, and I've gone Crusaders by thirty. Yeah, I've got I've got the Crusaders as well. I'm excited to see Moana out there, and it's really cool. And no doubt they'll do something pre-kickoff and, and things like that. So it's an awesome team to have in the mixer, but a, a pretty tough task first up. So yeah, I've got the Crusaders 
probably by more than 30 to be fair. I think she could be a bit of a cricket score still, but hopefully the Moana men can take something out of it anyway. Yeah, I think the Moana have named not a bad side. A lot of Tassie boys in that back line, a lot of Hawks Bay guys um, who have sort of been waiting for a super rugby opportunity. So it's going to be interesting to see how those guys step up. Is, who have you um, picked as your highlighted player? I've got uh, Kenny Naholo, and then I like the look of Shea Fihaki as well. Two Fijian boys, Razzle Galore, and uh, surely a few meat pies score between those two. So they'll be in my mixer for sure. Nice. Tommy? Yeah, I've gone Shea Fihaki. Um Good young fullback coming through, one that I've not seen a lot of, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what he can do at the back there. Yeah, he's a tall boy. Eh? He's um, got a lot of height, rangy, um, fast. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him go as well. The one I've highlighted is two, actually. I've gone for Simon Hickey. Looking forward to seeing him start in the 10 jersey for the first time in a long time, especially in behind the Crusaders pack. And the other one who's going to replace him in the last sort of 30 or 20 minutes, Richie Mwanga. Um, stoked to see him back in Super Rugby. He's been one of the best players in the comp for the last five years. He'll be on the podcast on Monday, so be ready to listen to that. He is an absolute lad. Other game is the Drua and the Rebels. Tom, you touched on it before, but I'm with you. I think this is going to be a lot closer than um, a lot of people think, including the TAB. Um, I think Drua, almost 50-50 game this one, but I'm picking the Rebels just. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tom as well. I'm going to back the drawer, and eh? They bet them in the preseason. Um, I thought they were all right last week. They showed plenty. They just couldn't get it over the line, and then the, the, pro, the full 80 minutes, they couldn't hang with the Brumbies, but they're pretty classy. So 1 to 12, I think they're paying like almost 7 bucks. So it's worth a stab for sure. And, and yeah, I think they could pull it off again. The Rebels have been a bit dusty for me. You, Tommy, you agree with all that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it will be tight. Um I do think the Rebels will probably get up, though. Um, I'd love to see the Drua get up. I think I, I think it's a potential, but uh, I think the Rebels will probably probably just sneak this one. And highlighted player for you? Um, I've gone James Hansen. He's, uh, he's the hooker for the Rebels. Um, player I actually played with a little bit in Gloucester, and he's gone back home to to Australia, and he's, he's a great player. He's an ex-Wallaby, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing him. And I actually reckon... Uh, we might see a try from him off a rolling mall again. Oh, there we go. What do you reckon? The left nut bully again. Yeah, it could be, eh? (laughs) See how long the left nut lasts. (laughs) Yeah, go on. We'll chuck it out there. (laughs) What about you, Sealy? Being a Warriors tragic, I've actually gone for the right wing of the drawer, uh, Celestino Ravutalmada. He he was with the Warriors for a couple of years. They signed him from Rotorua Boys. He's getting his first crack, making his Super Rugby debut. Pretty exciting young talent, so one to keep an eye on and looking forward to seeing how he goes. Oh, that's why he's on the show. Look at that insight. That is unreal. <laughs> that's what we can't do. Love that. <laughs> well, I've gone for the other winger, Habosi. Uh, looked dangerous in the weekend, some real razzle. Um, loved his late footwork and gas um, and doesn't mind holding the ball in one hand. I think he could create a little bit of havoc down that other wing. So look out for the two Drua wingers. And a rolling mall try from Hanson. Uh, it's going to be a good round. Okay, the other game, Force versus the Reds. Um, we both sort of mentioned that the Force have been quite impressive. Um, Reds probably haven't impressed me as much as I thought they were going to, uh, but I've gone for the Reds' unders and a close one in this one. What about you two? 
Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll back you there with the Reds in a close one. I think the men from the mines, the force, they've been pretty impressive, to be fair. And they got Richard Kahui in the mix, one of the best-looking blokes in rugby, arguably. But I don't think that'll be enough, the Reds, for me. I think they're that main title threat from Aussie alongside the Brumbies. And I think they'll be too good, but I do think it will be close. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to go against both years here. I think, um, I think the force will get up this week. Got a good one in the weekend, and they've got some good momentum behind them. Um, I think it'll be a tight one, so I'll go Force 1-12. to 12. Mate, you've been brainwashed by Thrushy, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I'm waiting for the big thruster to make his debut for the season. I think he's got a bit of a tight calf, which he seems to have had for the last five years, so I don't know how the old boy's still <laughs> trucking away. <laughs> still clipping the ticket. Who's your highlighted player in this one? Um, I've gone Kyle Goodwin um, in the midfield. He's, he's been a player that's been around a while. Um, actually bumped into him over in the UK. He did a stint at Connaught for a wee bit. He's come back home to the to the force, and he's a quality player. Um, really smart, really really instinctive type of player. So watch out for him in the midfield. Yeah, I've got a uh, big Taniella Tupo coming in off the Remu. Probably late, twenty to go. Think he'll lay a few blokes out, couple bumps off, and I'll chuck him in for a try as well. Close to the line, he gets the tunnel vision. Many props do. He's pretty tough to stop that close, so I'm excited to see him come in full of fizz. Nice option. I didn't even see him on the bench, to be honest. He's in my fantasy team, so I'll definitely have to chuck him back in my starting lineup because, man, props are hard work to get points in this fantasy rugby team. <laughs> but the um, key player I've gone for is the man you say is the best-looking man in the game, Richard Kahui, at second five. Now, he's been so influential for this side. He. You can tell he does a lot of the shot calling. Um, his experience is crucial, and he's playing some really good rugby, even at his old age of, what is he, 37? Unreal. Anyway, the big game, Blues versus the Chiefs. This is a tough one. Um, I've gone for the Blues unders. I thought they were really good last week for the first 70 minutes, but really did capitulate like we've talked about. Um, I thought they showed enough in that game that they're going to put the Chiefs under a fair amount of pressure. Um, who have you gone, Tom? Um, I've gone the Chiefs in this one. Um, to play in the past, the Chiefs go really good in this battle. Um, Blues, well, they'll obviously be gutted the way they uh, finished off that game in the weekend, and I just wonder what psychological effects that will have. Um, also, it's uh, Webby's 100th game this weekend, so the money will be up for it. Mm. I've gone uh, Chiefs 1-12. Mm, he's a lad, Webby. But one thing they might counteract that is Bowden coming off the bench sort of in that last 20 minutes. So if there was any sort of doubts in their head, I think someone like him coming on might just reassure them that they might be able to get across the line. But it's a one-all tie-break here. What are you going? Oh, well, Battle of the Bombays. Winner claims Pocono as their own, so there's a lot on the line. Um, Chiefs fresh off a week off, but I think that might hurt them, eh? I'm going to go the Blues to bounce back. They'll be stinging, so it'll be tight. I think the line's four and a half. It'll be around that, so yeah, I'm back in the Blues. Big Kelly Dalton's your mate. Jermaine's back in the mixer, so huge addition. Is he your key player? Who have you highlighted? Yeah, I have, actually. I also think uh, Josh Goodhue, this will be a great test for him. He was Really impressive last week. He's taking on two all-black locks and Lord and Retallick. So if he wants to make a real statement and put his hand up, then if he can put in two strong performances, I think that'll be promising for him. It's a great shot. He got two points in the lad of the week last week. So if he gets on that leaderboard again, he could be leading the way. Who have you gone, Tom? Um, as touched on, I've gone Brad Weber playing 100 games. Unreal achievement for the Chiefs. He's a, he's a quality lad and 
you've had him on the podcast before, everyone knows he's he's a good rooster. So no, I'm wishing him all the best and looking forward to seeing the Chiefs put in a good performance for him. Yeah, for sure. He is an absolute champion. The guy I've highlighted is Mark Talia. I spoke about him before round one, saying I felt like he was one of the most underrated players in that back line. And I feel like he's one of the most underrated players in the country. He is so good. He is one of the best on the paddock in the weekend. Real good under the high ball. Work rate was massive. Hard man to put down. I think he's really putting pressure on some of the guys. Um, I don't think the All Black coaches really rate him as highly as some of them, but I think there's no reason why you can't wear a black jersey at the end of the year, even though it is a super hotly contested position. Uh, just on him, I actually played Harbour Bees with him a few years back, maybe four years ago. So that's just like a crazy rise. It just goes to show he was a handful, of course, at club level, but how good is it seeing him on, on the big stage doing the same stuff? So it just shows never give up. That's it. Love that. Love that message. Other game, Canes versus the Landers. Now this is going to be a good one. I'm picking the Hurricanes, but I'm picking it to be a bit closer than um, what some are suggesting, I think. I think it's going to be a real dogfight, this one. Highlanders, I think, will put them under a fair amount of pressure at set-piece time. They're really struggling at that in that area in the first couple of games, but I think their back line will just be a little bit too classy. I mean, the likes of Rousey and Geordie Barrett, um, I feel like they could have a big day at the office. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I ex- couldn't agree more. I think it will be... Really close game. I think the Hollanders, um, you know, they started really well last weekend and they'll be, I think, a little bit disappointed the way they finished off that game. So they've got a lot to play for this weekend. I know we're only three rounds into it, but they seriously need a little bit of momentum. So they're going to be coming out firing, but I think the Canes will be just a little bit too classy. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with that. Landers look pretty sharp for... For 60 minutes, but then unfortunately it falls away. It'll be interesting, Aaron Smith's on the bench, so see what spark he brings as well, and that'll help shore up their finishes, but I do think the Canes will be too strong. They were impressive at the end last week, much to my disappointment, so I'll back them again. And the player I've highlighted in this game was someone I touched on in the preview, but Braden Yossi, oh, I just think this guy's so good. What he adds, his speed, his ability to break tackles and play the ball at the line, just making real good decisions whether to pull it out the back or play it short. Um, what he brings off the bench has been a point of difference for them and looking forward to seeing him hopefully get on a little bit earlier, maybe the 35 to go, 30 to go minute mark and just see what sort of impact he can have on this game. Yeah, I've gone with uh, Fakatava. Excitement galore. Excited to see him get the start. Um, and he'll bring that fizz from the opening whistle. But an honourable shout-out as well to old Sam Gilbert, the right winger for the Landers. Not sure if he's a descendant of the great Gilbert family who makes the best footy balls on the planet, but, boy, is he dangerous with one in hand. Scored a great meat pie last week, so keep an eye on him. Great shout. Um, I've gone Balen Sullivan. I thought he was um, unreal last weekend. Um, obviously, that the line break, to, to seal the game at the end there was um, incredible for a, for a young man. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses this year and seeing if he can back up a, a quality performance this weekend. It wasn't just the line break, it was that pass. That was such a hard pass at full speed and he hit it absolutely perfect. If Artie had to check at all to catch that pass, Mark Talia probably runs him down and they don't score there. But that was such a big play at such a crucial moment. Yeah, 100%. Okay, in the last game, Brumbies versus Waratahs. We spoke about how impressed we were of the Waratahs so far this year. Brumbies have been pretty impressive also. I think this one's going to be quite a close one. I've gone Brumbies just, but I wouldn't count out the Waratahs in this one either. Yeah, I've gone the same. I've gone the Brumbies 1-12 to as well. 
Um, I think it'll be a tight game. The Tars, they almost had it against the Reds last week. I think the Reds made double the tackles that the Waratahs did, so it just showed that that game could have gone either way. But I do think the Brumbies will remain undefeated after this. Yeah, I think the Brumbies will be too good for them. Um, I think they'll, again, apply some serious pressure at at set piece time. Um, And I think um, they'll have a little bit too much muscle up front. Who's your pick for lad of the week? Best player in the park this weekend, guys. Who are we going? I'll back Jordian. Why not? Yeah. World class. He's been impressive and and he's going to be key again against the Landers. So expecting him to just keep up that form. Bloody good footballer and does it all. So he'll be right there. I'm going to go someone from the Crusaders side. Um, I see the Crusaders putting on a, a fair few tries. And as we know, everyone loves a try scorer. So I'm going to go George Bridge. I reckon he'll uh, good chance of getting a hat trick this weekend. Not a bad shout, actually. I'm going to go for Salisi Rayasi. He's been my pick this weekend. Done all sorts to get him into my fantasy rugby team. I think, like you mentioned, everyone loves a try scorer. This guy loves a try, and I think he's going to have an impressive game back at Westpac Stadium. So looking forward to seeing him back out there. But speaking of our fantasy rugby teams, how did your round go, Tom? Um, not too bad. I managed to make some inways in the ladder. I think I ended up with 310 points, which I thought was quite poor, but I, I boosted up about 40 spots. So, um, I think overall a pretty, pretty decent round for me. Are you playing Surly? No, I always sign up, do the first few rounds hard out and then forget and end up down the bottom of the ladder, which really hurts the ego, eh? So I decided to have a bit of a sabbatical this year. And then, uh, much like Damian McKenzie, I'll look to return next year and just have a huge impact on the competition. So, Oh, mate, look forward to that return. Somehow, I <laughs> thought I, I was like you, Tom. I thought I had quite a bad week, but I ended up going up a rank, only scored 310, up to 12th in the group, sitting perfectly after using no trades that weekend. I'm feeling really confident that I'm not only going to win the group, but probably win the world because I'm sitting 100th with no trades used and mate, got some big plays this weekend, which are, like I've spoke about, Salisi Rayasi. I brought him in for Will Jordan. I'll be looking to get Will Jordan back, but Salisi will be playing the Highlanders this week and then Moana next week. I feel like he is going to be racking up huge amounts of points over these next couple of weeks. I've had to sell McDermott. Um, he was overpriced, and he's not even playing this weekend. So I've brought him prior. Um, it was Tom's buy of the week. He's on the bench, but a goal-kicking nine in this game is just crucial. So hard for nines to get points. I've had no points from any of my nines so far. So I'm bringing him in. Even though he's on the bench, I think he might just come on, kick a penalty, and get me eight points, which will be more than any other nine in the comp. And the last trade I've made, I had to get rid of Timu, who let me down by getting injured early. And I've brought in Caleb Clark. Loves running meters, loves tackle breaks, line breaks. And I think he might score this weekend too. So um, they're my buys this weekend. Who have you gone, Tom? Yeah, I've been forced into two trades in the outside back department. Um, and I'm thinking very short-sightedly here. I've gone for two Crusaders that are playing this weekend. One in the likes of George Bridge and Kenny Naholo. Um, I'm going to chuck the arm brand on Bridgie, I think. As I, as I discussed before, I think there'll be a few tries there. Um, but, um, yeah, obviously, for the Hodgie fan club, he's he's disappeared now. Um, the decision was made easy for me. 
to be honest, I was thinking at one stage, God, they're playing the draw. I'm going to have to keep Hodgie for one more round. But uh, <laughs> he's kicking goals. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, he got bloody he got a ban somehow. I don't understand how that works. He got two yellow cards and managed to get suspended somehow. But um, what what were the yellow cards for? Um, attentional slap down. Was it both of them? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolute grub. Surely that's not a suspension. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I don't. No, I only saw the first one. As I said, like as soon as he got yellow carded, I, I just didn't have it in me to watch the rest of the game. Um, so I don't know what his second one was. That was in the seventy seventh minute. I saw, um, but no, he's he's gone. He, he won't he won't feature in my uh, fantasy rugby team. It's a it's a big black mark through that name. But one one player who I have also been given. Big ups to early doors as Pablo Matera. He's one of one of the yeah. only Crusaders that actually gets another start this weekend. So, hey, for those guys that have been following my tips, I think this weekend's payday for us. Hundred percent. And what about guys like Richie Mwanga and Bowden Barrett? Are you looking to get them in your side over the next couple of weeks? One hundred percent. I think first choice, ideally Richie. I'll get him in there. Um, but I think Bodie might actually end up getting a few more minutes than Richie does throughout the competition. So either all, I think they're both great shouts. Good call. All right, that wraps up the um, Super Rugby preview show. Thanks for coming on, Surly. It was bloody good to get an insight for from you and the outside perspective. And, mate, looking forward to the Warriors winger going down the sideline for the draw this weekend in the corner like Big Mano used to. Oh, Big Mano. Touchy oh, subject, oh. but hey. Too, too soon, yeah, mate. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for having me, lads. You're a lad. What a lad, what a lad, what a lad.